Hi, and welcome to the Mountain Collective Podcast. All right, Martin, thank you so much for uh, joining uh, this episode. I'm super happy to have you um, uh, today. And um, for the listeners who don't know who Martin is, uh, Martin is um, the lead of artificial intelligence at the city of Amsterdam. So I'm super stoked, man, to, to have you around here. I'm excited. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, um, so I'm, I'm just, I think also like a lot of people are quite interested in AI. Um, the acronym for uh, artificial intelligence. Um, so you are the lead of that in Amsterdam, uh, the city of Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. Uh, could you take us a little bit back on your actually like to just know a little bit more about yourself? Like, what's your background and what did you study before this? Yeah. So so, so initially in my studies, I did a like an information science sort of bachelor where I, I really started thinking, okay, I really like the technical side of things. So I started taking uh, like uh, way too difficult programming classes. And from there, I started learning myself and uh, eventually going into a master's of data science. Uh, so that's a bit of my studies are uh, like pretty technical and I'm still going on with that with my uh, current PC research. It's a bit more computer science-y. And... Um, so that's just like the, the the names of the studies. But I was always during my studies, I was like a bit of an entrepreneur. So I was uh, seeing what was possible with, with the things I was learning, uh, and at the same time, like academically, trying to do research and becoming a civil servant. So it's just a pretty like a, a broad background of interest where I currently focus on the academic sides and being the civil servant. Quite interesting, man. Did you study in Amsterdam? Yeah, yeah, I did, I did almost everything in Amsterdam. That's, nice. Uh, yeah. So you are like a proper, proper Amsterdammer. <laughs> yeah, home, homegrown, uh, so to say. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice, man. Super, uh, super interesting. So, what made you actually getting interested in, um, like, uh, from the technical bag, uh, from that technical background to, you know, it's, it's quite an interesting place to be at. You know, this artificial intelligence. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's very interesting, of course, because it's extremely fascinating how uh, AI is, is probably going to be changing the world. So uh, working with it every day and deciding like what sort of things it will be doing is, is very interesting. Like um, basically you're creating you're creating new life. That's it's like the, the bigger idea. So so how cool is that? Yeah, exactly. So so have you been traveling like beforehand like to know a little bit like how did you get in touch with uh, with what you're doing today? Have you been traveling around? Uh, I, I did a bunch of traveling, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, used to, I, I used to have like an RV uh, to travel like around Europe all the time. I really like going to uh, East Africa, uh, traveling in Asia, visiting cities there, which I always think is extremely fascinating if you compare it to, for example, Amsterdam, like uh, the life there. So, so definitely I do, uh, I do like also like traveling and uh, being away from my computer. Uh, yeah, to balance yeah. it out. Yeah, <laughs> that's the, that's exactly why uh, I always try to ask these questions to to my guests because it's almost like a contrast of um, of what we do, you know, uh, sitting in front of the computer or you know making something or creating something with with the, with the, with the technology. Let's say because traveling gives us the opportunity to uh, getting get inspiration, experience, and and you know form that into something new, right? Yeah, so, so, so currently we can't do a lot of tra- traveling, which is unfortunate because uh, it's often when I'm like on the airplane, when I, when I had so, when a, a good few weeks, uh, when I get time to think, when I come up with new ideas for things to do. So uh, 
yeah, that's definitely true. Like the, the traveling and, and new new people, meeting new people in new surroundings is always very inspiring. Uh, also, to, for example, with, with knowledge about the new technologies with AI, what you can do, and then then uh, seeing other challenges and other other cities, for example, that's always inspiring. Mm-hmm. What is uh, what is one of your most you know, let's say from the uh, technical, uh, from the technology uh, technology perspective. What was the most impressive city that you've been uh, through your traveling? Hmm. Good question. Good question. Um, or less, most. <laughs> could also be. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, so, so, so it's, it's of course, uh, it's difficult to say like which one was, was most impressive. I think I think they're all all the same. Like every city around the world, and at the same time, they're all very different. So. Uh, if you have like the, the really the Los Angeles and cities like that, mm-hmm. uh, which are really similar to European cities, but completely different at the same time. Um, and so if you go to, for example, uh, m- most Asian capitals where you have all these electrical vehicles and scooters going around, uh, so like the mobility there is, is, is different, completely different. Uh, so that, that is, I think that's very interesting. If in Amsterdam we all use bicycles, for example, because over here it's flat. So it's like how cult- cultural and geographical influences uh, have on our day-to-day mobility. It's mm-hmm. very interesting. Yeah, yeah. I was in uh, Brussels um, last year for Brussels Fashion Week. I had to speak there, and um, and I'm I'm a bicycle dude. Like I love riding bicycle. I have this, you know, it's not electric. It's Famof. It's also like a Dutch brand. I really love it. It's like super nice uh, service and everything. This is, by the way, is not a paid promotion. <laughs> it's a sweet <laughs> that I like it. <laughs> I used to have an electrical Famof. I had almost all their versions, but uh, so I cool. keep breaking them down because I was biking like uh, 40, 50 kilometers a day with that. <laughs> Yeah, so when I was in in Brussels, um, which is quite close to you know to the Netherlands, it's not that far. Yeah, but yeah. man, like I couldn't I couldn't bike. It was like like I, I felt so weak because Amsterdam is so flat and you can go you know as your as your power. And there you have like these heights and lows and heights and lows. I was like, all right, man, like this is <laughs> I need to take a car or something. <laughs> yeah. It was a different uh, different story. So um, have you been in China, for instance? Uh, no, I was planning on going there last year, but the trip got cancelled. And uh, later this year, I will have a, hopefully have a conference in Chengdu where I want to go. But of course, with the current situation, I don't know if I will go there. It's like the, the panda capital of uh, China. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so it would be very interesting to go there, and I really, really want to because, of course, they're doing a lot of interesting research there uh, yep. in terms of AI. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's why I'm asking. So, could you explain to us a little bit, like, what, 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 the, what are the benefits and uh, of of AI for Amsterdam, the city? So, so, so I think the the real power of AI is uh, we can do the things we're already doing and do them much more efficient. For example, um, so, so we have we have a system where people can make uh, a service request uh, uh, to uh, so to basically get help with something in their surroundings. For example, okay, please remove the garbage here. Uh, we will route it automatically using like machine learning NLP techniques uh, to the right department, making it much more uh, generic. So you don't have to decide yourself which apartment needs you, but there's like this, uh, well, basically this machine learning doing the translation for you. Uh, so that, I think that's really cool. Um, but at the same time, it's a whole new way. Uh, we, we can see the city, like if you go into all the possibilities of computer vision, I think those are endless for detecting issues and solving those. Uh, I think that that's, that's, that's really cool. Um, we're using like the, the power of guns for, so guns are like the, the networks you use for deep fakes for generating new images. 
Uh, how about using those for generating new concepts for neighborhoods and having people decide on that? So I think the, the things that can be done with AI are really fascinating. Right, man. So, um, which is like for me as a, as a, I don't want to say a normal person, but like a regular, you know, citizen, I'm walking outside and I see it's so clean and, you know, everything is so nice and, but you don't really know what's behind the scenes, right? No, no, because that, that's the, actually uh, the funny thing is, of course, cause, because I work in uh, making, for example, a computer vision system detecting garbage. Um, so, so to train this system, we need a lot of images of, of trash on the streets. So um, I've seen a lot of trash on the streets of Amsterdam by collecting these tens of thousands of images of garbage. So maybe that's why my, uh, my view of the city is a bit more focused on the, the bad sides of it, because I'm always looking for those to fix those. Um, but that's, uh, so I always think it can be even better, like uh, the condition on the streets and how we pick things up. And for example, if you know exactly where things are, we can uh, sort of like an Uber-like uh, service of uh, combining, uh, well, uh, supply and demand and uh, if we know where things are that need to be fixed then we know who can fix it and effectively using AI again um, to combine those efficiently I, th I think we can for less money we can make the city much more a nicer place um, for example collect like resources on the street separately uh, so if you can collect like mattresses separately if you know where they are with one vehicle uh, you can actually recycle those into something that can be used for something new instead of putting uh, a wet uh, mattress in a burning furnace uh, which is going to take a lot of energy and be really polluting right man like this, there was this uh idea like from a long time ago in the south of holland and um, the idea was you know to put glass in that yeah like huge bucket and um, and it was so successful that it became like this concept that it's all about you know recirculating the, um, the the glass and uh, making a profit out of it but also not only for 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 us but also for the surrounding and and uh, for our own sustainability mm -hmm. which is uh, which is fascinating man like the, com the combination of innovation and 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 nature uh to you know to just sustain life in general so how about last year with uh, covid like with this huge challenge that we had mm -hmm. did you have any um any like challenges and solutions i'm, I'm super curious to know how the yeah. team yeah how the team of uh, you know ai amsterdam <laughs> thinks about those kind of things yeah so, so so of course with covid uh we we are the first thing i was thinking okay let, let's let this be solved by the specialist uh mm -hmm. that can do something with this uh and stay stay a bit back but, but that's one point of course there is so much uh, suffering going on uh, within the city and uh that that, that that we just anything we could do we would do of course uh, so we did do a few projects on uh covid wise so one of them was the 1.5 meter meter uh, which is basically was a big screen we put up in the library uh, where you could see uh, if people are keeping proper distance. So we would show it back to people, detect them on the screen, see how much distance they're keeping and give them a red smiley if they're not keeping enough distance and a green smiley if they're keeping enough distance. And then right. actually uh, our mayor, Feb uh, Galsema, came along and she saw this like, uh, why isn't this out there like on the markets where, where it is crowded, where we can reach a lot of people with uh, well, basically a new way of communicating again because mm -hmm. um, everybody knows new the stickers at one point and the signs would keep your distance um, so it is of course such a big uh, a big screen with an interactive uh, element to it um, it can be a whole new way of communicating to people that they keep that would keep their proper distance 
So that was a really interesting one where we had a big truck with a screen on it and driving from market to market uh, or Black <laughs> Friday, we would be there uh, basically doing some sort of a, a social distancing campaign uh, using AI. Um, so it's a, it's a bit of a, a bit of a toy solution, it feels, but I, th I think it's very, very inspiring uh, that that you can use something like uh, basically off-the-shelf uh, person detection to make something really quickly for COVID. It was developed in like uh, a few weeks. Mm -hmm. So that's I, th I think really cool. How do you? Because um, this is like quite a new, interesting. I mean, like I can see the the fact that it was made like in a sort of lab between like a team of people, and now it's like out there, you know, in the streets of Amsterdam uh, in a huge, you know, a sort of, a, you know, a bigger, a bigger project than how it started. How do you move from like a small scale idea, you know, between like few people into something that is bigger and, and stronger? Um, I, I think by, by just starting to build, so, so setting up those bigger projects, it always starts small. It's always the first line of code that goes down. Uh, the first idea that's uh, made. So I, I think that's basically a form of creativity. And, and of course, the, the social distancing thing was something that was going around on uh, on the social media. I think I saw it like on LinkedIn, it would, if you would open your timeline at the beginning of COVID, every fifth video would be an example of a social distancing monitor tool. Um, so th then I think that the part of just putting it up somewhere, that's just a step you need to take. And uh, for example, putting up, it up on a truck will, will be able to reach even more people. Um, so I think just using these uh, technologies and just thinking about the negative consequences a lot. So we didn't want it to invade any privacy. So we didn't make it like a cloud solution where we would store all images, but we made it something that runs on the, on the truck uh, locally and it doesn't save any images. Because uh, we be, in Amsterdam, we believe that uh, nobody should be tracked like in the public environment. So we wanted to show like with this technology, you can always also do that. You can also make something privacy friendly uh, using AI, which is often seen as a contradiction, but I think it's like a, a very complementary thing to be to be aware of privacy and at the same time uh, do a lot of cool innovative things with artificial intelligence. 100%. I think um, I have exactly the same point of view of taking innovation as a as a, a huge positive thing for, for our environment, especially when we are talking about nature, when we are talking about you know our communication with each other. I mean, now we are doing that like simultaneously with this we're not together but we are making something happen together so and this is definitely i'm being grateful for the technology that it allows us to to do that so same thing for ai same thing for because i think most of the people as you, you know you touched on the topic of uh, privacy i think most of the people when they think like oh we are being tracked yeah of, of course the first thing that pops up in the mind is like oh maybe privacy blah 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 but i think eventually this is something that helps us um in, to, to move forward in in, in the future yeah, well, well of, co of course, there's also uh, really bad ways to use artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. um, you have, for example, uh, algorithms that decide if somebody is uh, committing fraud uh, or how likely that is, uh, that are doing like really unethical things like looking at race, uh, for example. Um, so I think it's really important to understand that AI is something that can, uh, uh, like any technology, make the things that we already are doing that make them even more efficient. Mm -hmm. And that can also be really dangerous. Um, so I think it's really important to focus like on, on using the, this technology for, for doing something good in the world we're living in with pandemics and all the, the terrible things going on uh, and, and using this for something beneficial. So that's why that's one of the reasons I like working for like uh, for the city of Amsterdam instead of 
working on getting people to click on advertisement. <laughs> I really feel like I'm doing something to benefit the world, of course. Yeah, so. yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm hundred percent with you, man. Like it's, it's, um, it's the technology innovation that helps us to move forward, and uh, focusing on the positive side, and uh, that's that's a great thing. So, what do you think about um, like what, what do you actually like? Are you working today on some exciting new projects that you can share with us? Uh, yeah, I, I took the morning off actually to bring my cat to the, the hair trimming salon. So, <laughs> but there, there was a bunch of meetings and so still some programming coming up. Um, there are some some cool things coming up. For example, this year uh, I think we we're doing a lot of interesting things with uh, point clouds. Uh, so, oh, yeah. so we're basically we're scanning the city because uh, in a few years, like every phone will have a point cloud scanner. Probably a lot of cars will have it. So I'm like thinking we need to be able to process that as well. So right now we're still still cleaning up like these terabytes of data and for example, uh, removing the grounds. So you have 60% less data, but eventually we also want to, for example, uh, detect garbage next to the street and then see how exactly what the quantity of it is uh, or see like, okay, the light post over here has moved or uh, this, 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 uh, I don't know, this, uh, this bench has disappeared. Um, so if you look at those points clouds of the city, those are extremely uh, accurate. So uh, thinking what we can do with that is, is uh, something really promising. And uh, we just hired somebody uh, uh, with a lot of skill in this that, that's going to be working on it for a year and just digging into it to, to see what we can do with it. And I, th I think it's really going to be a game changer. Yeah. Super cool. I love that. Uh, are we talking about LADAR? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, uh, I always call it the point clouds with the data mm -hmm. that comes out of LiDAR. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, this is actually, it's one of your posts on uh, LinkedIn that I that, were, that I was super inspired by. And I think it's also one of the motivations that, that I really wanted to talk, to talk to you in, uh, Martin. Um, I will link that in the show notes next to other links that we've been talking about before. However, um, that is something really interesting, you know, to know exactly where things are in the city from a few points of view right like from the point of view that you can you know track uh, things that are not supposed to be somewhere but also um you know getting an accurate information about about the about the environment because you can make pictures but um if we explain to to the listeners what a what what a lidar uh information is it's it's more than the, it's more than a picture right yeah, yeah. Well, it's really the best way to to see uh, how accurate this data is is to see like the, the videos of it. So yeah, you should definitely mm -hmm. check that out. Sure. I got yeah. a new one that's really really cool. I will share it with you as well. Oh yeah, please. Um, so, so basically, what it what it does is, uh, of course, everybody knows a camera. Uh, you take a picture, and this is turned into well, basically, uh, uh, pixels of uh, RGB uh, values, and that, that that's your image. Um, and what lidar does, like if you would uh, easily explain it it adds like a, a way to see depth in there so basically it's a depth scanner mm -hmm. um, so you can make really cool uh, point clouds uh, of your environment which are so detailed that every point that it becomes like uh, well a 3d model of your environment um, which is completely like uh, how it is in real life so this is something that's being used in autonomous vehicles a lot um, I, I think it's it's an amazing technology and it's it's gonna uh, I think a lot of science fiction didn't even come up with that this would be possible. So pictures would be able to move. Well, most phones can uh, make pictures that move now. Um, <laughs> like 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 the strange in Harry Potter. <laughs> those, those are real. Those are real now. Those exist. Yeah. Um, but, but but yeah, the 3D models of the 
your environment i think it's it's really cool and i think it will really be a, a game changer as well yeah does that ha- does this ha- has to do anything like i'm i'm you know i'm questioning like from like a like a bottom point of view <laughs> i have no mm-hmm. idea but um it's is this um does this have anything does this has anything to do with the google images the 3d that we see at the you know google maps google streets does it have to do anything with that um yeah i i think probably they so so we for example we have a 3d model of amsterdam ourselves uh so it's 3d.amsterdam.nl you have this as well you can see this um where we for example use we, we take pictures of the whole city panoramic images um which we then use to for example see where windows are so we can add more detail to this 3d model however of course these 3d models are pretty simplified uh ways to show the city so you can load it in your browser or any device and it's accessible um of course if you want to load the loads of point clouds of three terabytes onto any device uh, that's going to be tricky um so i would say like it's very usable to make like a simple 3d representation of the city um but the data from the sensors is, is like still pretty rough so you would need to like add like a, a layer of abstraction and make, make it like uh, easier to load before it would be useful for so that such mm-hmm. type of things yeah where of course yeah, i can be used yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah let's say yeah exactly let's say uh, i go on uh, google and i you know research um, i don't know like amsterdam city center blah, blah blah and i found like a place and then you have this option where you can see i'm talking about google now like google maps and you have this mm-hmm. option that you can see it in 3D, but also on the left side, you have this option that you can see some pictures from people that were there. Do you think that the future of LiDAR, since the iPhone has also like a function of LiDAR, do you think that mm-hmm. it could be also possible that people would upload LiDAR uh, files to like a sort of cloud where you have like um, uh, a collaboration of yeah, people of Amsterdam, everyone with an iPhone with LiDAR mm-hmm. that could, you know, help the city to give to give even more accurate information. I, I think it would be really cool to have like this uh, sort of crowdsourced uh, data set of the, of the whole city that can also be, be shared with everybody. So really in Amsterdam, we always, uh, we say that like data uh, from the people should also be for the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that would be a really cool concept where you would, would basically uh, collect like this data and combine it together to together make something really cool. And uh, like imagine having the whole city uh, yeah. scanned in such detail and, and uh, allow like the whole creative community to, to start working with that. And I, I think a lot of cool things will come from that. Like also a lot of practical things, but also some pretty amazing, like uh, for example, video games you could be making with that. Uh, so, so like, yeah, you can go crazy. Like you can yeah. walk through <laughs> them from wherever yeah. you are. I think that's something uh, people would really like at the moment. Yeah, I can see you thinking of sparkling ideas and thinking of like it could, could be really cool. <laughs> yeah, that's cool, man. So, so what are the, the, the your thoughts, roadmaps of of uh, our future here in Amsterdam in terms of innovation? Yeah, yeah. Um, so for me, I really want to be uh, uh, like do state of the art research in AI for cities. Like, so, so bring all the cool things that are happening at the universities. Uh, um, to the advantage of the, the people as fast as possible. So, so just keep using uh, the, the fast advancement for AI for uh, increasing the livability of the city. I think that's like the, the planning for the next few years to, co- to become better at that and uh, to scale these projects further and start having an impact on people's life, uh, making the city more like a more circular economy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's like the main focus. And at, at the same time, we will be um, 
well, basically going fully open with all the projects we do and, and sharing all the data we collect and all the experience we do and all the code we build uh, so others can build together with us on, uh, on, on our dream of using AI for the city. So, yeah. Super cool, man. I'm uh, grateful that we have people like you around to um but also the fact that you know to see a little bit this is like only like half an hour of a little bit behind the curtains of, of what's happening and how much work is actually have been put in this city to to make it as beautiful as it is i love amsterdam and i love the fact that you are you know um being a part of of this uh, innovation process we are coming a little bit to the end of the to the this episode uh although i have some city questions if uh, you are, <laughs> yes, if you sure. are, okay, cool. <laughs> what is uh, the first thing that you do when you wake up? Ah, well, getting out of bed. That's that if, uh... <laughs> no, so normally I, I would then exercise or uh, if, I, if I'm busy with work, I would go immediately go behind my computer. Um, so doing like the, the stupid tasks that, uh, that, that I won't be able to do when I'm fully awake because I would be, won't be able to focus. So I noticed like when I just woke up, like the first 15 minutes, that's that's perfect for doing the things you didn't want to do. Yeah, uh, exactly. Like you're not fully there yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing the hard things and like getting them off the list. Right. Hot or cold? Uh, hot. Uh, salad or burger? Um, salad right now. Yeah. With the lockdown and the less <laughs> lack of movement. <laughs> Crab or fish? Uh, fish. Uh, all right, let me see. I have a lot of questions, so I need to see which one uh, fits you. <laughs> um, mm, 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 mm. If you could remake or make any movie and star in it, what would that be? Ooh, that's a good one. Interstellar? Oh, nice. Oh, nice. <laughs> that's one of my favorites. It's long, man. It's really long. It's like, what is it, like three and a half hours? Yeah, but like they go far away as well, so... Fuck, man. It, the ending was so interesting when he was stuck in this library and he was pushing the book. I'm sorry for the people that haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I just spoiled the whole thing. But it's, yeah, it's really, really, really interesting movie, man. What, what yeah. made you uh, choose that one? Uh, well, like, like if you have to star in it, it would be pretty funny. Because <laughs> uh, you, have, you have this experiments like when they're making uh, space movies in space right now. So actually mm -hmm. shooting people up there. So maybe if they're going to do a remake of Interstellar there, uh, that, that they might actually do it like in the International Space Station or something. Right. That would be pretty, uh, a good, pretty cool view, right? All right, I will, I will follow up with this other question. If you could have a superpower, what would that be? Uh, freezing time. Oh wait, you are the first one who says that freezing time. Yeah, yeah. But like you freeze time and people freeze, or who freezes actually? You or the or? The... Uh, no, no, not me. That would be a really bad superpower. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the surroundings. No, no, like, like, yeah, so you're gonna get all your work done. That would be really. Uh, oh, yeah. but, but then that means that go, you're go, way go too fast. Go go around the world and. Uh... That means yeah, that. Well, yeah, right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That means that you're okay, cool, man. Um, that's it, man. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes, no, thank you for having me. Yes, thank you. And um, I will definitely put all the links uh, in the show notes on the website. And um, I will definitely talk to you soon, man. And uh, thank you again, Martin. Yeah, cool. Hope to see Have you a good around. day. Ciao. Hey, Bye -bye. Cheers.